Hi everyone, I'm Radical Russ Belleville from CannabisRadio.com. Welcome to the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo. So good to have you here. We are streaming live on Spreaker.com. Spreaker.com if you're interested. We're going to be giving inter- doing interviews here of all the movers and shakers at the Southwest Cannabis Conference. We've got a panel of vets that are coming up to join us here any minute now. Our veterans, of course, could be greatly aided by the legalization of at least medical cannabis and I would say the legalization of all cannabis if you really want to help our veterans. Our veterans are suffering 22 suicides per day, 22 suicides per day that we could alleviate with the use of medical cannabis. So this is a very, very important issue. Hi there. How are you? Good, sir. How are you doing? Good. Let me get the recording started. And what is your name? This is, uh, my Sean. This is Jose. Sean and Jose. Okay, you'll have to hold this pretty close to your face. Okay. Okay. Me right. I don't want to let me here. Come here. Check, check. Sit down here. Sit down there. Is that good? Check, check, check. All right, check, 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 level one, two. Can't do much about that level, can I? All right, check, 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 test, test, test. Well, all right, I guess that's the way it's going to be. <laughs> Sean. Welcome back, everybody. Radical Russ from CannabisRadio.com. We're joined here at the Southwest Cannabis Conference, hashtag SWCC Expo, by Jose and Sean. They are here with Weed for Warriors. And uh, Sean, Jose, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having us. All right. So it seems pretty self-explanatory, Weed for Warriors, but tell us what your organization's all about. Yeah, Weed for Warriors is, it was founded by Kevin Richardson up in San Jose, California, uh, and it's for advocating and uh, cannabis for veterans and helping out uh, veterans uh, any way we can. All right. So uh, the problems, I, I already kind of described some of what's going on for our veterans, is that uh, we have an egregiously high suicide rate among veterans, 22 a day. It's actually worse than that. The it's 20- worse now. Well, the 22 number was based on a 2012 uh, VA study where they asked 50 states to de- give them uh, the data. Only 21 of the 50 states contributed data, so that means oh. 29 out of 50 did not. And out of that 29, California and Texas are part of that. So 21% of that population is just in those two states alone. We suspect the number is higher. The, the, the kind of unofficial number that's bouncing around there is 57. We actually think it's higher than that because not only do you have 29 states that have not contributed data, we all know uh, uh, coroners do not like to put suicide as the cause of death, and we right. we know quite a few veterans who have committed suicide or death by cop or or you know car accident, sure. and it's been not labeled a suicide. So the number is we believe anywhere between you know greater than fifteen, north of twenty thousand a year are dying from uh, from suicide. All right, Jose, what does this fight mean to you as a veteran trying to you know change these laws? I mean, 
not just for veterans, but for the world out there. Um, we're trying to push out as much as possible and a lot of knowledge and sharing our experiences with cannabis. I mean, as you can tell now, I'm sitting here next to you, but I'm also standing as well, and I don't have my legs yeah. or an arm. Yeah. You know, so we're out here just pushing everybody, trying to show, educate everybody that we're able to do it. Excellent. And, and beyond just the, I mean, a lot of people, when they think of this topic, they think of the, the post-traumatic stress angle. And I don't like to call it PTSD because there's no disorder in your brain reacting to that horror like it does, right? It's, it's, it's a condition. But aside from the mental conditions, there's also the physical conditions. And, and judging from your uh, condition, I would say, you know, one of the things that comes to mind is uh, I hear about phantom limb pain a neuropathic pain for people who have had amputations. Is that something you deal with? Yes, actually I deal with it on a daily basis. Right now I'm actually talk, touching Sean's knee as we're actually you know, <laughs> hanging out. But um, I get it, I get it on, the, on a daily basis, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And um, to be honest with you, CBD is what helps me out a lot. I need sure. a lot of cannabinoids in my actual system. So I take a lot of edibles and stuff like that to keep me going. And every time I was on opiates, I... I probably wouldn't never be here, actually. Yeah, that, I was, was going to follow up that, with that. Was What did they try to put you on before you found cannabis? Everything under the book. Um, if you turn on your TV and you see those commercials that say, if you've ever taken one of these, uh, you need to call us right now. I've taken pretty much, oh, <laughs> honestly, all of them. All of them. All of them, yeah. And um, even to this day, I see a lot of people saying, oh, Lyrica helps me. Lyrica's what stopped me. Yeah, it it literally put me on my butt and I would not move. Um, I was telling the other panels that we were at earlier. It was to the point where I couldn't feel myself urinate. Yeah, it's it's that yeah. extreme. Yeah. And you see the I see in an ad lately. Uh, it has a cartoon snail. They draw a snail and it's this woman talking about how she takes opioid pain relievers and they cause constipation. So here's another pill for the constipation. Did you experience yes, that? Yes. Um, actually, I experience it on a daily basis to this day. Every yeah. day I wake up, since I have a lot of internal problems as well, um, I wake up with a lot of stomach pains and stuff like that. So every morning before I even do anything, right after I brush my teeth, I have to go and start medicating the right way in order for everything to start taking its place and start yeah. taking effect. I mean... Just like you said, you take one pill and it's supposed to help you with this thing, but then it stops you from another thing, so you have to take another pill to help that. That's not the case with me. Right. I just got to take the same plant that I have and I'm good to go, you know? that's It's sad, but that's what it actually is. This little plant that we have is is the answer. It's it's the answer because we've had it here since before we were born. Hell yeah. You know? And that's what I don't understand. Why is it such a big deal? Is it just because of the fact that people need money in order for this make this work? You know, or they just really don't understand it. Well, one of the things they'll say is, well, it gets you high. Like opiates don't get you high. <laughs> Come on. Well, not only that, I mean, you allow us to drink. Right. Drinking is a depressant. Right. You know, so, I mean, how is that okay? How are you allowing that to happen when it's still having people driving out there under the influence, killing little kids, killing people? Sure. I mean, so how is that allowed? But. I'm here sitting talking to you, having a well-off conversation, no problems at all, and I'm medicated. Yeah. You seem pretty functional. We're speaking with Jose and with Sean. They're with Weed for Warriors. Uh, Sean, tell people uh, the contact info if they want to get in touch with Weed for Warriors. Yeah, the best way to contact us is to reach out via Instagram or on Facebook. Uh, you can reach us at the Weed for Warriors Project or on our uh, website, wfwproject.org. Make sure you type in org. And there's uh, you can fill out uh, contact information, leave questions, and we'll get back to you. Although we're running a little bit behind, we are definitely trying to get back to everyone who contacts us. All right. So how long has your organization been functioning 
Uh, Kevin started the organization in 2014. Okay. I ended up coming on board from Sue Sisley. I worked with Sue Sisley. I was the one on CNN's Weeds 3. And uh, I joined Kevin to uh, advocate on a national and worldwide basis for uh, cannabis for veterans, but also non-veterans alike. And you can, you can reach us. One thing we should, American veterans demand change. We're crossing this country. We're going from L.A. Uh, we went from L.A. to Las Vegas to Denver. We're down in Phoenix. From here, we're going to Nashville. We're going to go to Charlottesville, Philly. And on no- Veterans Day, we're going to end up in Washington, D.C., where we march on the White House with empty prescription pill bottles. And we, mm. we want everyone to come join us. And anyone who wants to help can just go to Indiegogo, American Veterans Demand Change. Give $3, the, uh, the cost of a Starbucks. Give 420 Yeah, 420 Yeah, <laughs> I, I challenge everyone who hears this to give 420 yeah. Go on Indiegogo to American Veterans Demand Change. Because you know what? We're going every city across this country. We're talking to people, veterans and non-veterans. Sunday, I talked to the mothers of uh, children who use cannabis in, in Denver. American uh, medical refugees with, uh, and I will tell you these girls and these boys who are taking cannabis for their autism Gervais syndrome uh, you name it mm-hmm. uh, it is helping them it is helping them their quality of life making their family's life easier uh, and it's absolutely criminal we don't allow it absolutely criminal so I imagine Weed for Warriors has to work on the legislative or the initiative level trying to change laws. Do you also work uh, with the folks at, say, the VA or any of the service branches? Uh, well, you know, uh, I think you know the answer there, which is the VA and the service branches want nothing to do with us. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, um, we started, Kevin started with Jose and uh, Chef Nugs out here. Uh, they do uh, like SoCal Chapter, with Jose is part of monthly barbecues and we gave over about $2,300 in medicine to each veteran. We gave over 20, about $150,000 last barbecue wow. to veterans and that's industry donated medicine. And something to know, you talk about lobbying, one thing we're going to need to lobby about AB 266 and all this new legislation that California. comes back to California, prohibit donations. Because you have to go to a middleman and everything. So we have a lot of veterans who no one pays for this medicine. If we didn't give it to them, they couldn't take it. And so we've got a lot of lobbying ahead of us. And so we're going from the grassroots. One of the reasons we're launching the national kind of uh, program and going across country is we need to tell all Jose's story, the little girl's story, Lily. We need to tell stories like this all across America so people can open their eyes. That's not the reefer madness, right? And I think that's our kind of our, our goal. And so please help us do that. Please help vets do that. And I, it affects all of us. Yes, please help them. Check out Weed for Warriors. Is it number four when they look for it? You can do that, but it's, it's the official now is for F-O-R. F-O-R. Okay, yes. Weed, F-O-R, Warriors, uh, dot com. Uh, dot dot org. org yes. Okay, weedforwarriors.org. I, I suppose oh, Facebook, no, the, the, too. The WFW Project. Dot org oh, is okay. the website, wfwproject.org. Listen, if you just type Wheat for Warriors in, it's going to come up You'll off of Google. Yes. All right. So, Jose, uh, any last words for our audience before we uh, wind things up here? You know what? It was an actual pleasure to be here. Um, I know we're doing big things in Arizona, so it was an amazing time to be here and show not only for the ones that love this cannabis and are about the cannabis world, but we were out there with the government. There were you know, hanging out with us and escorting us. So, I mean, if we put it into their brains that someone like me is able to do it, it's not such a bad thing or it's not something bad at all. So we're here to push it. We're going to do this and we want everybody to help us out if they can go to the Indiegogo campaign, America Demand Change for Veterans. So that's all I got to say. All right. Thank you, Jose. Sean, any 
Final thoughts? No, just thank you, everyone, for their support. And uh, we, we're only going to change things by going to the ballot box. You know, Bill Montgomery in this wonderful state uh, called a veteran an enemy of the state. Nice. And it's actually my opinion. I mean, you, you have a lot of enemies of the state and your government here. They truly are enemy of the people. Bill Montgomery's an enemy of the people. What I saw go on this morning where the DEA was in here harassing, you know, the, the, the exhibits, preventing this thing from open is just cruel. It's just cruel when you realize that this medicine's helping people live just a basic life, a basic life that too many of these people take for granted. And uh, we need to stand up and say it's enough, enough, and uh, tell our government to back down. Please do. Absolutely. WFWproject.org. That's Weed for Warriors. You can look up Weed for Warriors on Google. Check out the Indiegogo campaign, American Veterans Demand Change. Change, correct. American Veterans Demand Change. We're on CannabisRadio.com. And if you'd like to uh, get an embed of this interview, you can find it on my SoundCloud page, SoundCloud.com slash Radical Russ. You guys can use that. I'll give you a a card and everything. And uh, thanks so much for your service and what you're doing to help. I really appreciate these guys. Take it easy. Thanks for being here. We're back with the music here on CannabisRadio.com. Before we go, let me remind you, we have a business mixer tonight, 6 to 9 o'clock at the Gypsy Bar, 50 West Jefferson Street. It's free, but you have to be registered to attend. Log on at TheBudBash.com to do so. So, uh, Jose and Sean, thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. I'll give you a card here. Yes. Hey, no Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the host of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Candid. I want to give you the inside story. Captivating. I want to introduce you to my kind and amazingly talented friends. Compelling. We get to meet some of the most amazing cannabis activists and warriors around. Listen in as medical marijuana pioneer Dr. Dina shares never-before-heard stories, chats with cannabis insiders and celebrity friends, and provides invaluable perspective and insight into one of the fastest-growing industries in the world. I want to share with you what was once confidential information. Let's expose the truth, discuss the issues, and learn the facts. Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com.
grandma's turning 92 And that's a lot of years ahead of you So listen close to what I say Grandma's feeling old today She said, I can't believe I'm sitting here Old as I am Never been stoned I waited too damn long So bring it on, Grandma Grandma smoked the whole thing down Said she was making up for wasted ground Too many times she turned it down She said you live your life until it's gone The things you never try just slip away they're gone too I waited too damn long So bring it on Grandma's gonna fly Yeah, please do. Check, check. Test, test, test. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, go ahead. Mic check, one, two, one, two. Good. Perka, perka, chicka, chicka. Welcome, everybody, back to the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo here in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. I'm at the CannabisRadio.com desk out front, and we're here with Chef Nugs from Weed for Warriors. How are you doing, Chef? Pretty good, man. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on today. I'm glad you could be here. Uh, So, Chef Nugs, where do you get that name? Uh, Well, when I was in the military... One of my NCOs on my first deployment told me and my whole battalion that I was short, fat, round, like a chicken nugget. <laughs> and my nickname for the longest time in the military was Nugget, but for short, they called me Nugs. Uh-huh. So when I came into the medical marijuana industry being a chef, instead of going into Chef Chris, all my friends called me Chef Nugs because that's what everybody's always called me for like the past 10 years. It's been Nugs or Nugget. Okay, so <laughs> were you, you were a chef before the Nugs came to be? No, I was a nugget before I was a chef. Gotcha. Okay. Yes, and then when I got out of the military, I used my GI Bill to go to culinary school, and I've oh, cool. been a fine dining chef in Los Angeles now for almost seven years. Wow, all right. So uh, are you involved then on the whole idea of you know cannabis cuisine you yes know, i am kind of stuff okay i have my own line of cannabis condiments where i do like medicated ketchups olive oils salad dressings barbecue sauces hot sauces all of those hot I, sauces I, you're speaking my language now. yeah i got tap you i got, got a ghost I call, it, I call it dabatillo <laughs> canaracha and dabasco Tabasco. I like that. <laughs> All right. So but I am working on that ghost pepper sauce, by the way. Yes. Got to gotta have some ghost pepper. I love pepper. that stuff. Yeah, me too. All right. So you're also with uh, Weed for Warriors. We just spoke to some folks from 
Weed for Warriors. Uh, how did you get involved with them? Well, uh, when I was doing Chef Nugs, I've always promoted for the veterans. And uh, being a veteran myself, I've always said, you know, I do this for the vets. If you're a veteran, you always eat free with me, this and that. All right. Um, so I, I, I met the former president of Weed for Warriors, California chapter. Okay. And he had ended up having some things that he needed to take care of. And he needed to get some help because this is a very stressful volunteer position. Sure. And uh, so Kevin, the founder, was like, hey, bud, you know, we love what you do. We love you. We love your vet and your style. He's like, would you like to fill in? And I was just like, man, I don't know. This is not really my, I don't know if I'm good for this, this and that. And, but, uh, but I did it anyways because I knew it needed to be filled. And, I, I, you know, I, I'm now the director of relations uh, for all of Weed for Warriors. And all right. This has been probably one of the most rewarding things I've ever done in my life. Why so? Why, why, what's so rewarding for you? Because you can't see a lot of my internal injuries that I have going on. Okay. And I've always, I, I've, I've always been the veteran that stayed away from the VA and figured I'm okay. I don't want to take up any room or space. I'll just deal with it on my own. Okay. Um, so being able to help all these other veterans has really been able to help heal me. Yeah. You know, I, I never realized before, like, how much giving actually gives you. It, it does. It does. I've talked to a lot of people that feel that same way. They get more out of giving than they Absolutely. gave out. Yeah. And it's, it's helped me focus on my own personal problems with PTSD, my own personal relationships at home that, you know, I, I realized, man, I, I really do have some issues that I didn't realize I had. So how difficult is it then when you're dealing with people, you know, sometimes that are skeptical about medical cannabis and they look at you and go, well, you're, you're in good shape. You're walking. You're fine. You're, you, you, you're faking it. You're faking yeah. it to get weed. Yeah. Okay. So what I say to those people is you caught me one on a good day because I'm not on my cane. Because <laughs> I do walk with a cane okay. half the time. Okay. Uh, and, you know, I always tell people, like, listen, just because you can't see my physical injuries, you know, if I was to take off my shirt, you would see them. And, uh, you know, and I just tell people that's, you know, straight out, it's none of your business. Yeah. And, um I dare anybody, anybody to challenge me and tell me that being a labeled pothead makes me a lazy, unmotivated, dysfunctional member of society because it's the exact opposite. And so we've found with so many people in uh, the, the world of cannabis is, I mean, I always like to joke that anybody that uh, thinks that stoners are lazy and unmotivated ought to follow me to one of these events no kidding, where I'm going right? from 6 a.m. Um, to like 9 at night. For three days in a <laughs> row. And then there's row, still yeah. two weeks of prep after that and then two weeks of cleanup afterwards. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, Weed for Warriors Project, we already talked to the WFWproject.org. That's right. Uh, and so uh, you're helping them out. And, and so what are some of the day-to-day things that this is involved in? Well, for me being, uh, when I was the chapter president of Southern California, we're now split up into three because we were only two before. And California is just too big. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we split into three sections. And so the way we, we kind of did a military style, the way we have it set it up is we got three first sergeants, one in, in NorCal, Central Cal, and uh, SoCal. And then I'm kind of like the sergeant major of those first sergeants. Okay. So what we do is... But when I was president, you know, I dealt, I was more boots on the ground. Yeah. So one of my daily operations was I would talk to veterans every day who would call. I would bring medicine to veterans. I have helped veterans get out of prison for bunk uh, charges when they were just trying to help themselves. Sure. And, uh, you know, besides that, we also, I've, I've brought veterans into my house. We feed them. We clothe them. 
you know, it's wonderful. It's a beautiful thing, man. And, and, and I got to tell you, one thing besides one thing I like to tell people besides the cannabis, it's more than just the cannabis. Cannabis helps. But when you get a group of veterans in one room together smoking cannabis, mm-hmm. that's when the healing really begins. Yeah. That, that com- it's you know, a camaraderie. Exactly. So much of the military experience is that, you know, standing up, you know, your buddies and your, and your crew. And, I, and another thing that was very telling in what you said, uh, your metaphor, you used NCOs. And not yeah. officers. You didn't say lieutenants and colonels. No, we're not doing lieutenants and colonels here. We're all you actually grunts. want to get stuff done. We get stuff done. Yeah. If we wanted to sit around and have a dog a pony show, I would have said lieutenants and colonels. <laughs> well put. Well put, man. So uh, it's Weed for Warriors Project, WFWproject.org. And do you have any um, contacts you want to give out to people? Yeah. If, uh, if you're in the Southern California area and, you know, sometimes it's hard to answer everybody on Weed for Warriors Project. Go ahead and DM me. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Chef Nugs. That's C-H-E-F-N-U-G-S. Chef Nugs. Check them out everywhere online. And All over social media. Please man. support Weed for Warriors Project, WFWproject.org. And the Indiegogo campaign is American Veterans Demand Change. Yeah. Help them out as much as you can. Because and a big shout out to Green Tech for putting this all together for us and, and supporting us and sponsoring us. CBD Living Water, Pirate Candy. Thank you guys for all of our vehicles, our gas. They put us up in some really nice hotel rooms. And Jay's pre-rolls. We've handed out over 8,000 joints to veterans on the road so far. Wow. And we are only halfway through. 8,000 joints for vets. That's fantastic work you guys are doing. Uh, Thank you so much for being here, Chef Nugs. And uh, thanks for your service and everybody who's helped keep America free. We appreciate that. We're on CannabisRadio.com. If you'd like to get an embed of this interview to share with others, check out my SoundCloud page, SoundCloud.com slash Radical Russ. We'll go back to the music here at Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo. I'm Radical Russ with CannabisRadio.com. Stay tuned. That's awesome, Radical Russ. I like that. Yeah, let me give you my card, too. Yes, please. Stop recording. Yeah, anything I can do to help, man. Man, thank you very much. I was, I was National Guard in the, in the late 80s. Ah. So I, I figured the, you were a bit when, you, when you knew sliver. it was NCO. Like some people go, so man, uh, you a veteran? Well, I was in the Army. Well, I was in the Army National Guard. Well, I was in the Army National Guard band. Let me just verify real big. But service is service, they say. <laughs> thank you very much for your thank you. And as you talk about the old days, said some things that blew my mind. See, cause you ain't seen a thing till you seen grandma getting high. Much time left, she made use of every breath, and I swear she smiled before she left. As I felt the world fall off her chest. Ooh, ooh. And there's a gate of hell. 
slipped over to the other side. She was saying, hey, hey, hey. I waited too damn long, so bring it on. Grandma's gonna fly. I waited too damn long, so bring it on. From high atop Mount Soldad in San Diego, California, 100 feet above sea level. Good morning. It's good news with cannabis nurse Heather. This plant is amazing. Positive change is happening. We did it. No matter who you are, you can make a positive impact on the world. I would rather be illegally alive than legally dead. And that quote helped to give you strength. Nurse Heather is only on CannabisRadio.com. Good morning, Cannabis Nurse Heather. Welcome back, everyone, to the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo. I'm Radical Russ Belville with CannabisRadio.com and the Russ Belville Show. We're sitting here with a good friend of mine who's been in this business for quite a while. We follow each other all over the continent. It's Garen Angel from MagicalButter.com. How are you doing, Garen? I'm doing great, Russ. How are you doing? It's always good to be on with you and always good to see you. Oh, thank you, man. And kind of, it kind of makes my day every time. You know, it's always a big smile and a nice hug, buddy. So. Thank you so much. Garen Angel from MagicalButter.com here at the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo. I'm Radical Russ with CannabisRadio.com. And, of course, we saw the big Magical Butter bus 
tr- truck? What is it? We got the food truck here today. The We're, sandwich, wasn't that what it was yeah, called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the food truck's on its way across the country for the second annual Cannonball Run. This time we're uh, raising awareness for veterans suffering from war trauma Excellent. That, that want their medical freedom. They think that cannabis should be an option, and we support them in that. So we're on their side, and we're walking alongside of them. Cannaball Run. And so this is just a, a cross-country tour then? Yeah, second annual. We, last year we went from Seattle to D.C. This year it's from Los Angeles to D.C. This is one of our stops. We just came in from Denver, and uh, this is our fifth stop so far along the way. And uh, Nashville on the first. Excellent, excellent. So uh, check that out. Is there? Can you find this out on magicalbutter.com? Yeah, you can get there from magicalbutter.com and also from cannabalrun.com. Okay, C A N N A B A L L. Yep. Run.com. Yeah, make sure everybody spells that. So you, you, I can't tell you how many times I've seen cannabis misspelled in the world. So you got to spell it for people. Absolutely. If you don't know, Magical Butter is this fantastic uh, machine uh, that allows you to, well, you can describe it better than I can. I mean, it's, it's, ever since I saw it, I thought it was one of the best things I've ever seen. Well, thank you. It's, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, we're coming up on our third anniversary now, November 7th, and it automates the process of making butters, oils, tinctures, skincare products. It's total patient empowerment, and it's consistency at the touch of a button. So, you know, we're, we're grateful for all the customers we have now around the world and grateful for the great media and, uh, our great friends in this community, very similar to you, that have helped us build this brand and also helped us to through the Cheers to Goodness organization, our, our charitable arm, that we, we go out and do great things for community and, and to help advance mankind. Yeah, and, and folks, I, I'm the first one to tell you that I know a whole lot about marijuana except the actual plant, like working with the plant. And so the magical butter is something I can use, right? I can put it in, push a button, things are good. And it's smell-proof or close to it, isn't it? Pretty smell-proof. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's designed to make it so no one has to do any work. It's right. like a power window versus a manual window. You push the button and you know exactly what you're going to get, and it even cleans itself. So. Yeah. You mentioned your charitable work, and, and I've covered uh, your company many times, uh, trying to help out, especially the, the kids that are dealing with epilepsy or cancer. Talk a bit about your charitable work. Yeah, we, anytime that we see somebody who's struggling, if it's in us, we try to help. And the children and you know this, the older people were really where we focused all of our work on, the people that were struggling from cancer. And the babies of the world. And this year, we've teamed up with the veterans. It was somewhat um, of a personal thing. Uh, This time last year, I lost my grandmother, who was a veteran. And so it was my mission this year to expand who we were reaching out to and and try to help more people. And it's been a great partnership with Weed for Warriors. And I'm glad that the Cannonball Run this year is standing up for veterans. Yeah, absolutely. I've told many people the two most important groups we have in fighting for legalization are veterans and women. And so women veterans even more so, I would suppose. Uh, now, as we're moving forward on this, uh, did I, did I, am I remembering correctly, did I see you involved in some sort of effort in Florida? Yeah, we've done a, a few different things in Florida. There was a veteran in Florida who um, was disabled and he got arrested for a small grow. And we did a 5K on his behalf. Fortunately, the week following the 5K, his charges were dropped. So that's a wonderful story and I think a good success story about just bringing awareness as a community and saying, hey, look, we don't think this is right. You know, let's take another look at this case and see if if that arrest was justified. And it's nice to see that, you know, there is a movement 
across the line, even if it's just a little bit right now. But to get a ball rolling down a hill, it's got to start with a little snowball. So, yeah. you know, that's that's really what the Cannonball Run's about. Magical butter, cheers to goodness. It's it's about giving people a voice and standing beside our customers and then supplying with them with innovative products to make their lives easier. Fantastic. We're speaking with uh, Garen Angel from MagicalButter.com. And now that legalization is happening and it seems to be the big snowball has, is, finally roll, is finally rolling down the hill, there's a lot of people jumping in into this movement, a lot of people looking for a buck, easy money to be made. Tell folks about your background. What got you involved in this, and, and why is it so important to you from more than just a, a business background? I came from the world of finance. You know, I had my own successful financial planning firm for 16 years prior to this, and it was a great career. You know, I loved my clients dearly, but um, really my passion for it had faded away. I started that. I was a finance major out of school, and, you know, I, I said I'm a finance guy for my entire life, and I had a friend with Crohn's disease who was suffering, and he didn't have a solution, and that's what started Magical Butter, and since then it's just... It's really, this is my passion in life. And for anybody who thinks they're just going to join the cannabis industry and this is just some easy way to make money, it's the farthest thing from that. This is a, this is a run. You know, we're at the infancy of a great bull market and something that can give your family great wealth. But it's not without taking care of the patients now because you have to earn this industry's respect. And the way you do that is you put it out there on the line. And so if you're going to come into this industry and just try to make money, please don't. You're going to ruin it for everyone. Come in with your heart on your sleeve and go after it and try to help people and make a difference in this world. Because this is one of those few opportunities that mankind has to not only make money but better mankind in the process. So that's really what we try to do. And I'm glad to sit along people like you that I know are in it for the exact same reason and it's, it's beautiful to have friendship and community like we share and, and yeah, have. Absolutely. And make sure you're checking that out, folks. When you're wanting to do business or wanting to purchase products from some of these companies, uh, do a little bit of homework and find out which ones are the ones that are given back to the vets, to the kids, to the charities, to the nonprofit orgs that are trying to legalize in really tough states, Idaho, for example, or wherever, right? So there's got to be an element of giving back because if it was just about the weed and just about the money, we could stick with prohibition. Plenty of money in dealing bags on the street. Some might even say it's more profitable, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, exactly. So, um, you know, with legalization and, and the policy change comes responsibility within the industry to become a self-regulating organization and say, hey, we're going to weed out our own bad apples. And that's really what I'm looking forward to, you know, is where we just have an open source compliance within the industry that supports the best of the best. And, uh, you know, I think we're on the precipice of that now. And, you know, Magical Butter enjoys being on the tip of the spear. And, and we, we plan on being here for a long time to service our customers, help patients, and bring health and happiness to the world. Excellent. Excellent. He's Garen Angel with MagicalButter.com. Check out all the work they're doing, the, uh, the charitable work, the cannibal run. Uh, as we wind this up, give them all the contacts and webs they need to be able to find this stuff. The first one you go to is the Russ Belville show and, <laughs> and, and watch it from there. And then from there, MagicalButter.com, uh, our Facebook page, uh, Facebook.com forward slash MagicalButter. We've got about 230,000 fans now on there. Um, there's the Magical Butter Users United group on Facebook as well, which is our customers all working together to help each other. 
please subscribe to our YouTube channel. You'll watch our weekly uh, our recipe of the week, which is great for you. It's entertaining and, and just a nice recipe for you every week that you can make in your magical butter machine. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, we're on all of them. So if you'd like, please follow us. We propose unique content across them all. And we appreciate our fans, our customers, and, and just people in general. So thank you very much, Russ. It's always a pleasure to see you. And thank you to Cannabis Radio for the opportunity. And I look forward to seeing you again probably in a city somewhere else next yeah. week. Well, we'll find each other somewhere. I'll be in Ohio next week, so we'll see. But, uh, Garen Angel, thanks so much for joining us here on CannabisRadio.com and the Russ Belleville Show. I know you got to get off to lunch, so I'll let you go get a bite to eat, and we'll see you soon. Cheers, brother. Appreciate thank you. Thank you, man. Take it easy. We'll go back to the music here on CannabisRadio.com. Our hashtag is SWCCExpo, so check that out online, SWCCExpo, on all of the social media. I'm Radical Russ, CannabisRadio.com. We're back after this. Welcome back, everybody. We are here at the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo. I'm Radical Russ from the Russ Belville Show on CannabisRadio.com. And joining us here at the desk, we have Carlos, who is with Arizona's campaign to regulate marijuana like alcohol, a.k.a. legalization. Welcome, Carlos. Thank you so much for having us. Okay, so uh, campaign to regulate marijuana like alcohol. I've seen it in Nevada, Arizona, Massachusetts, Maine, Michigan. This is an MPP, Marijuana Policy Project-backed Org? Initiative here, yeah. And it's okay. uh, from people all across the country that believe that prohibition is not working, that we need a better system to tax, regulate, and have a legal system so that we can have marijuana and a marijuana industry. Yeah, absolutely. What are the polls looking like here in Arizona for your measure specifically or for legalization generally? Well, uh, the polls are looking great. I've seen thing, um, polls range from 52 to 56 percent approval. And that's, I think, a, a, a big reason for that happening is because we have a, a great medical system here in, in the state of Arizona that has produced good good products. No, no violent behavior. The sky didn't fall. The sky didn't fall. The city's <laughs> not burning. Um, so people are realizing that 
marijuana is, first of all, marijuana is less harmful than alcohol objectively, and second of all, that we can have a regulated and taxed system that could work better than prohibition. How, and I suppose Arizonans are getting the news from Colorado and Washington, now Oregon and Alaska, the That's sky's right. not falling there either. That's right, yeah, we're seeing, uh, what, almost a billion dollars in, in revenues uh, for Colorado just in economic activity. Um, the revenues that are coming in, uh, tens of millions of dollars towards public education, that is also um, something that people like. All right, so let's get let's give folks the kind of the breakdown when criminal law passes. Uh, what is legal? So, as an adult over twenty one, you're able to carry a limited amounts of marijuana. I believe up to one ounce. Okay, um, and there will be a fifteen percent tax. On 15? 15% okay. tax <laughs> on top of the other tax. <laughs> I said 50. No, oh, my no, God. No, no 15% <laughs> tax okay. on uh, the sales of marijuana. And it'll be like alcohol. You will be able to um, have it behind a counter, ask for an ID. Things will be packaged and labeled. Uh, you will know who's selling and who's buying. It's just a much better system than sticking our heads in the sand and thinking, we don't want marijuana out there, so let's put a, a, a law in the book and, and ban it. That, right. that is 1930s thinking, and most people are catching that. So we're, we're excited to keep uh, educating people and keep pushing the message of legalization and, uh, of course, money towards public education and health care. All right. So uh, public possession of an ounce of marijuana, there'll, there'll be stores to buy it in? Right. Yeah. Okay. There, will, there will be uh, stores, dispensaries that are now uh, um, medical will also allow to be allowed to apply to be a recreational okay. facility. So everybody's going to be able to apply and and go for recreational. Granted, it does break it up so that uh, there is new industries created. There's a new um, uh, distribution license that's created that is not connected to the dispensary. Like a wholesaler kind yeah, of? Yeah, like a wholesaler. Uh, there's a cultivation license. There's a retail license. So th- the industry will explode in mm-hmm. economic activity here in the state. And that's what we're really trying to push towards our legislators and towards Arizona voters. Open this up so that we can, first of all, regulate it and see uh, opening up the market to see who's buying and who's selling, and then also to unleash this economic activity and obviously the tax revenues. Oh yeah, absolutely. So huge benefits. Would someone have to already be an existing medical dispensary to become a recreational, or could no. they start from scratch? No, 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 rec? from scratch. Yeah, no, it's it's a whole different process. Okay. The medical marijuana law won't be touched by this. Uh, there'll be a, a whole new board that will regulate the medical law and the recreational law. But yeah, essentially anybody can go and get um, their. Their license. All right, let's talk about uh, consumers and home cultivation. Is that covered in this bill? Yeah, definitely. Uh, an individual, uh, first of all, and I want to come in through this for the more philosophical side because this is how I got into it. As an individual, American or human, you have a, a, a right, a human-given <laughs> like right. Americans aren't human. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, well, there seems to be American rights and human rights, okay, and, and okay. people get an, uh, you know confused by that. But as a human being, you have the right, if you own property, to cultivate a plant in your backyard. And, sure. and I definitely strongly believe that as a, uh, a person that has studied our constitution and our founders, this is what they believed in. Uh, as an individual under this law, you'll be able to grow six plants and up to 12 plants per household. So if you have two people living with you, you you're able to, to hold all that. That's and, similar to Washington, D.C. right now, where they get six mature plants, 12 max in a house. Right, okay. right. And so, uh, again, it's furthering that personal liberty and telling government you're not allowed to regulate uh, or, or prohibit this from the populace because n- number one is less objectively less ha- harmful than alcohol and you're infringing on our rights. Absolutely. Now, when uh, Marijuana Policy Project in 2010 got medical passed here, they included a 25-mile halo that said if you lived within 25 miles of a dispensary, you couldn't home grow. Is that being overturned by this? Will anybody be able well, to Well, I'll grow? tell you this. Uh, if you're over 21, 
uh, and you have your property, you're able to cultivate in your backyard. Great. Um, the thing that I want to say about the last election, I wasn't very involved with it, but we passed it by 4,400 votes. Yeah. Yeah, that's less than a percent. percent. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And, and that's really close. We, you, I heard you talk about the other campaigns that are going to be tough. Arizona is going to be the most active and the mm-hmm. toughest because we have an opposition that strongly believes in prohibition, that oh, strongly yeah. believes in putting people in prison and giving them fines for using this substance. And um, they're going to throw money at it and messaging at it and hope that it sticks with Arizona voters by scaring them. Yeah, they sure will. Uh, the, the tactics that the prohibitionists will unleash uh, – are some of the, the, the most dastardly uh, tricks in politics that they will pull. Yeah. So uh, where do you stand right now on the signature gathering? How yeah. mu- where are we at and what's the chance? So we need 150,000 signatures to qualify for the Arizona ballot. We are over 100,000 at the moment. Great. Uh, our goal is to go to 230,000 so that we you know account for invalidity and all that stuff so that we are for sure on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of people out there, again, working every day to get this initiative out and to try to fight it in a different way than straight uh, straightforward. They want to take it out of the, the ballot or talk bad about um, the substance itself. Um, the issue is that most people know the facts already and they are on our side because of that. Absolutely. It's the campaign to regulate marijuana like alcohol here in Arizona. This is Carlos. And Carlos, tell folks if they want to learn more or donate or volunteer, what can they do? Definitely. Number one thing you should know is regulatemarijuanaaz.org. That's our website where you can find all sorts of information on what we're doing currently. We just released a billboard up here by Chase Field. If you drive by it, you'll see it's marijuana, less harmful, less toxic, less addictive than alcohol. And it's sort of Halloween themed. So if you guys want to get involved in any of the activism, any of the messages, Sign up through the website, regulatemarijuanaaz.org, and uh, we'll get you involved. That's excellent. All right, Carlos from the campaign to regulate marijuana like alcohol, regulatemarijuanaaz.org. I suppose you're on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff, too? Yes, yes, we are. Please like our page. Thank you so much for joining us here at Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo on CannabisRadio.com. And all these interviews are available on my SoundCloud page, soundcloud.com slash RadicalRust. So if you want to use them, embed them, spread them around through social media, feel free to do so. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll get back to the music. Thank you. See you later, man. When all the people really needed some peace In all these moments where we turn to our weed It never caused no death, no disease Don't try and make it seem like we're some foolish youth Throwing away our lives as we're searching for the truth Don't need authority rules while we go under Still there ain't no crime using herbs Much respect to all the people thinking green not just the color, but the message in between. This is a matter weapon that you use frequently. To stop evil people and end their beliefs. Green turn to black, green smoke to black, green turn to black, yeah, that's what we stand for. Green turn to black, green smoke to black, green burn to black, yeah, that's what we stand for. Green turn to black, green smoke to black, green turn to black, yeah.
Desert to black, green smoke to black, green burn to black, yeah, that's what we stand for. Green turn to black, green smoke to black, green burn to black, yeah, that's what we stand for. Green turn to black, green smoke to black. Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Well, with four states with tax and regulate and the District of Columbia. The state of cannabis. Oh, my God, it's refreshing. We have people that generally wouldn't speak on behalf of cannabis for fear of retribution, fear of losing your practices, fear of of many of those things, and and find ourselves in a a place that we finally can. Bringing you fact-based news and views and keeping listeners on the pulse of what's happening in the industry today. The State of Cannabis. On demand anytime, only on CannabisRadio.com. I call this my coming out of the closet song. I'm not at all ashamed to say that I'm growing marijuana in my yard. Growing marijuana in my yard. I got little pots of pie. Spread out all over the lot Cause I'm growing marijuana in my yard Well I got the seed from Mexico Stuck it in some dirt and let it grow I put it in my garden with my peppers and my peas And I get all the smoke I need for free Cause I'm growing marijuana in my yard Growing marijuana in my yard Keep it where no one can see, so let's keep this between you and me. I'm growing marijuana in my yard, I'm growing marijuana in my yard, but I can't tell my boss. That's right, growing marijuana in my yard, one of my favorite things to do. I want to remind you, you're all invited to CannabisRadio.com's Business Mixer tonight, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., brought to you by Focus. River.com, GreenCranberry.com, SprayAndRelief.com, and the Campaign to Regulate Marijuana Like Alcohol. The event is free to attend and starts just after the conference ends. It's at 6 o'clock tonight at the Gypsy Bar, just two blocks away. Sign up now at TheBudBash.com. He says, how you gonna smoke up all that weed? He says, money's what you're in it for. Don't you know we're in a war? Now I'm gonna haul your ass downtown with me. I said, hey man, what is it to you? How do I infringe on what you do? Well, I beg your pardon if you're offended by my garden. But I just can't grow Prozac in my yard. So I grow my own medicine in my yard. I give some to my neighbor for his heart. Share it with my grandma who keeps it from her son Cause we all know that stuff's against the law Well now there's nothing growing in my yard Cause the cops to call my land, both my cars 
Now I have to buy my pot from a teenager in a parking lot who's growing marijuana in his yard. Never mind the president, let's overgrow the government and all grow marijuana in our yard. Let's grow some marijuana. Growing green to generate more green. Hello to all you happy herbalizers, smiling, trippy hippies, and everyone who believes in freedom and tolerance. This is The Grow Show, and I'm Kyle Cushman. From food to fuel, from remedy to resource. Welcome my guest, Ed Rosenthal, the guru of ganja. Let me ask you, right now I hear your lighter clicking. Are you smoking indoor, or are you smoking sun-grown? What am I smoking? I'm smoking concentrate. (laughs) (laughs) Way to get out of the answer there. So you're truly like the the, the king, right? You just have, you just clap your hands and somebody brings you a bowl and you're all set, right? Mm, I wish that were the case. (laughs) (laughs) The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com.
Welcome back. Radical Russ here at the Southwest Cannabis Conference in Phoenix, Arizona. And we're joined here at the desk by Hector Santa Cruz with THCjobs.com and Emerald Opportunities. Hector, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Russ. Uh, glad to have you here. So many great people we're meeting here in Phoenix at the Southwest Cannabis Conference. And I'm told you are the guy when it comes to the industry and employment. Tell us about THCjobs.com. Sure. Uh, THC Jobs is a job board, but it's specific to the cannabis industry. So similar to Monster.com or Career Builder, uh, we're here to help people find jobs. But more importantly, we're here to help high-level cannabis businesses find high-level cannabis employees. So is there drug testing and is it multiple choice? <laughs> uh, I would say that is up to each individual employer uh, as far as drug testing goes. Um, of course, if you're working in a collective or a dispensary for those recreational or adult use states, um, you should be a cannabis enthusiast or user so that you're able to pass along that experience to any patients or recreational users that come in and have questions. Um, but drug testing, uh, it's up to each individual employer. So uh, when people see THC jobs, there might be some out there that go, oh, you know, I don't want to be a bud tender. I don't want to be a trimmer, grower, or anything like that. What's in there for me? Tell them about some of the jobs they might not think of as being associated with the cannabis industry. Well, there's so many ancillary cannabis businesses that are starting every single day that need employees. They need high-level employees. Employment is the number one issue across all industries. But in our industry, it's uh, extra special. But what I would say to them is I have a job posted on our site for a graphic designer has nothing to do with cannabis. You won't see it. You won't touch it. You won't smell it. Uh, you'll just be doing artwork for different brands. We have uh, chocolatiers. We have salespeople, brand ambassadors, uh, extraction artists. Anything that you can really think of that this business needs or any business needs, there are jobs for you. A lot of times people ask me, well, I don't use cannabis or uh, I'm yeah. afraid to or, or I, I'm located in a state that doesn't have cannabis medically or for adult use. How can I use your site? There's a lot of freelance jobs that are on there. In the digital age and the age of the cloud and Skype and everything else, people can work remotely and still be involved in this industry. So it's, it's, it's a very exciting time for us. Excellent. Now, uh, what is Emerald Opportunities? So Emerald Opportunities is our sister company. Emerald Opportunities is full-service staffing solutions for the cannabis industry. So like temps? So like temps, but also so like general managers oh, okay. and master cultivators and full-time employees. Basically, any need that you need from part-time temp work all the way up to full-time headhunting recruiting, Emerald Opportunities is there to help your business thrive. Excellent news. All right, so can they find that through THC Jobs? Absolutely, okay. they can. Um, or you can go to emeraldopportunities.com directly. Um, but they, they work hand-in-hand, hand, but also... By themselves. Okay. What got you into doing this? I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, what's, what's your background on this? Um, so I was tapped on the shoulder by a friend in Los Angeles where we are based and where I'm from. 
uh, asking if I would be interested in working in their collective. And from that point on, I, I started out working on the floor and worked my way through the entire collective and learned the operations uh, from front to back, side to side. Uh, by the time, uh, right before we started Emerald Opportunities, I was doing all of the hiring for the collective and noticed that there's a real employment issue in our industry because of the status of cannabis and the schedule of cannabis in America. And, and so I go, if I'm having this problem, if we're having this problem, then there must be other people having this problem. Sure. So let me try and fill this hole. Whenever there are gaps, which you see a lot of these gaps in the cannabis industry that are constantly being filled by new businesses, a lot of exhibitors that are here with us today, those businesses didn't exist five years ago, 10 years ago. Some of them didn't even exist one year ago, but here they are and they're thriving and they're creating jobs for people and it jobs are always the number one issue in every political race in every state in every county sure everywhere now coming to this uh, from the person looking for a job yes that angle uh it seems to me like one of the things i see happening in this new emerging cannabis industry is something I, a phenomenon i like to call suits versus heads <laughs> and it's the idea that there's a lot of suits out there that see the money but yep. they don't know a lot about cannabis. Absolutely. And then there's a lot of heads that have loved cannabis for years, but don't know a whole lot about business. So yes. for the people that are looking to apply, especially if they're coming out of the underground cannabis world, what, are they, what tips do they need to know to get a job in the new legal cannabis world? Um, I would say to... Uh, that's a tough one because it because there are so many different positions that people were working sure. behind the curtain, as I like to call it. Um, and I would say be as professional as possible. Um, everyone wants a solid employee. Everyone wants a knowledgeable employee. Everyone wants an employee that they can rely on so that their business is taken care of. Uh, to do it legally, uh, if, say, for instance, you are a cultivator, then you should have some sort of cultivation license. You should have a portfolio on the types of strains that you grow what your yields are, what medium you grow within, so that some of these uh, bigger corporations or the suits, as you like to call them, who have massive grows, they're not going to put you in charge of one of their hundred light warehouses or more um, unless they know that you're going to be able to produce a harvest because that is the livelihood of their business. Yeah, absolutely right. So Hector Santa Cruz, he's here with THCjobs.com and Emerald Opportunities. Uh, give people any more contact they need other than the website. Is there Facebook and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. There's, uh, we have a Facebook page. We have a, a couple Instagram accounts because Instagram, uh, <laughs> Instagram uh, decides when they want to get rid of people, sure. even though we are, not, uh, we are not selling anything. We're just providing a service to the industry. So you can find us at THCjobs underscore 420 and also Team THCjobs and Emerald, Oper or em Emerald Ops on Instagram, Facebook pages, like us, tweet us, follow us, all that <laughs> great it, it, stuff. It's, it's such hypocrisy from Instagram. They've got Graham right in their name. I know. I know. <laughs> many grams, many grams. <laughs> Hector Santa Cruz, THCjobs.com. Thanks for being here at the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo and for joining us here on CannabisRadio.com. Thank you very much, Russ. I appreciate it. All right. All our interviews will be archived on SoundCloud. So if you'd like to get a copy of this to share, pass around, embed on your website, It'll be right there for you, soundcloud.com slash Radical Russ. Wonderful. All right, back to the music here at the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo. Thanks, 
educator, author, and advocate, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, is here to tackle the burning issues. And I'm here to clear up the myths about cannabis and burn them away with science. CannabisRadio.com presents a no-holds-barred platform that seeks to redefine and revolutionize the entire scope of the cannabis culture while opening the door for more to join the cannabis crusade. Dr. Kevin Hill. You can't ignore the fact that, like alcohol, most people who use don't have a problem. So I think that you need to think about policy in that way while educating people properly about marijuana. I think that's the way to go. Burning Issues, only on CannabisRadio.com. And now a track written by my little brother, Josh Belville. So fatigued 
The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning... Churches keep a burning, the rapists keep a raping, and the tide ain't turning. I'll go Sam, for all your power, things get worse every hour. It seems to me your energy's a wasted, chasing my friends and me.
many innocent people gonna be imprisoned? We just peace and love, street puffin' brotherhood freaks. A touch of Mother Nature never made nobody violent, never made nobody hate nobody or break nobody's peace. Since we've never been shown to be harmful, don't you tell me no lies with your caffeine, codeine, nicotine eyes. The cannabis man is just recent, just since 1938, to be legalized and realized. You made a big mistake. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or 8 years old. You can still learn something that's going to make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The Concierge for Better Living with Doc Rob. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Kane is in the building. <laughs> I smoke cause I get neck pain, smoke till I get chest pains, give me all the best friends, cause I take my time to get the greatest high, fuck weed smoke, I like my green vapor ride, you can use less of those chemicals to make cellulose, plus all the delectable edibles are incredible, Amazing. it's so kind on that yes dear tip, and it's so loud I don't even hear shit, I stack bread like bacon cakes, I'm not a cook but I love to get some shake and bake, I like to light at night and wake and bake. Get a full course meal and I'll scrape the plate. <laughs> Straight up, I'll eat some cookies. I'm smoking on that loud so you can never shush me. Sure got the blunt full of all of the sour kush. One bit turns sugar dog to a sour kush. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me how you love it. Yeah. You know you at the top and only heaven's high above it. We all. It's raising sugar, motherfucker. If you ain't smoking, then let's keep it pushing, motherfucker. All right. Now somebody show some weed in this bitch. Got my... Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. 
Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our...
Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Candid. I want to give you the inside story. Captivating. I want to introduce you to my kind and amazingly talented friends. Compelling. We get to meet some of the most amazing cannabis activists and warriors around. Listen in as medical marijuana pioneer Dr. Dina shares never-before-heard stories, chats with cannabis insiders and celebrity friends, and provides invaluable perspective and insight into one of the fastest-growing industries in the world. I want to share with you what was once confidential information. Let's expose the truth, discuss the issues, and learn the facts. Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo here in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm Radical Russ with CannabisRadio.com. <laughs> Jumping the gun, am I? Hi, everyone. Radical Russ here with CannabisRadio.com at the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo at, uh, well, what is this? The Phoenix Convention Center in Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> We're sitting here with Bob Eschino. Did I pronounce that okay? Eschino. Eschino yep. with Incredibles. Love his business card here. It's got a little chomp taken out of it. High-quality, handcrafted, infused edibles out of Denver, Colorado. Bob, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So you're here in Phoenix. Tell us a little bit about Incredibles. Uh, Incredible started five years ago in Colorado. We are now currently the largest edibles manufacturer in the state. Um, getting ready to start our expansion nationwide. We're looking at deals here in Arizona. We're looking at deals in uh, Nevada, California, Oregon, Washington. Um, Wherever Maryland. they legalize. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's getting kind of crazy. We're really getting... We're getting interest from just about every legal state now and legal countries. Um, we're hmm. looking at getting out of the U.S. And, and establishing our brand really just all over the world at this point. Yeah, it looks like can Canada will legalize pretty soon. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, you know, we were up there for a couple of events and talked to several people. And, you know, with the new election, uh, I think it's going to open up a lot of doors for people. Now, coming out of Colorado, uh, one of the things that surprised everyone in marijuana legalization was, number one, how popular edibles would be, and number yeah. two, 
how difficult they might be to try to regulate or deal with. We saw reports on, you know, variance in THC levels, purity problems, all that. Talk a little bit about that process and how Incredibles has worked through that. You know, really, I think some of the popularity, if not most of the popularity in Colorado has come from the fact that we've gotten very good at doing what we're doing. And not just my company, the whole industry. Mm -hmm. Um, Taking it seriously, getting food people involved, testing. You know, we, we came out of the gate testing THC, and it was kind of a learning curve for customers there. We put in 100 milligrams of activated THC in all of our products. Um, it, it took a while for people to understand what that meant, right? right? Because there were a lot of people, hey, I've got 100 milligrams of THC. Well, yeah, but if only half of it's activated, you've only got 50 <laughs> milligrams of the stuff that really gives you the psychoactive effect. So. Sure. One of the things we did right out of the gate was to make sure that we were putting activated THC on our label. Because of that, people thought that we were too strong. They were, we were stronger than what they were used to, which is understandable, right? Because people really were just talking about total cannabinoids instead of activated THC. Um, Colorado, I think, is, has been on the forefront of that. I think we're very good at what we do now. I think people in that market understand what activated THC is. Yeah. Um, and... It, you know, I, I think it's a great pat on the back for the whole industry in general on how we got there. Now, I, I, now comes the education part, right? You know, you talk about difficulty. The difficult part now is just making sure that people understand what that dose means to them mm-hmm. and that they start low, they go slow. You know, they figure out what their range is now knowing, okay, all of the edibles in Colorado are tested this is the activated milligrams of THC. Here's what I'm consuming and what is my level. For some people, that's 5 or 10 milligrams. For some people, that's 500 to 1,000 milligrams, yeah. right? Um, I've got patients taking 1,000 milligrams a day, Yeah. right? So, you know, on the adult use side, it, it's, it's a little bit more important that that education part be there. So people coming in enjoy their experience. You know, it, it's it's recreational, right? It's it's supposed to be fun. You're supposed to have a good time. So we don't want people over consuming an edible and having a bad experience. Pulling a so, doubt, yeah, as we call it. Well, <laughs> I am the only person she quoted in that article. Thank you, Maureen. I appreciate Thanks, that. Thanks, Maureen. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so it, it is really just about making sure that people understand. And part of the problem is they taste good now. Sure. You're disguising the cannabis flavor. You know, oh, well, just this little piece won't hurt. Well, yeah, it will. If you're looking at, sure. you know, going from 10 milligrams to 20 milligrams and your level's really 5 milligrams, 10 milligrams will be uncomfortable. 20 might be an issue for you. So, And, and how much of this, too, is... A lot of cannabis consumers, especially if we think back to folks our age that might have done it back in the day, uh-huh. and now the kids are out of the house, they want to try it again, they don't like smoking, so they think, well, you know, back in the day I used to smoke a joint, so I'll eat this cookie. How much do they need to know about the difference between smoking and eating cannabis? You know, once you're ingesting hash oil, right, it does have a different effect in your body. It takes a little bit longer to kick in, and the you know the effects are a little bit more intense and they last longer. You know, you're looking at probably four to eight hours um, as opposed to one to two hours if you're smoking. That's why there is a learning curve, you know, and just like everything else, right, we, we take for granted the innate knowledge that we all have about alcohol. Sure. Right? We started, we'd steal a little bit of your dad's booze, you know, you'd get sick a few times, you'd kind of learn your limits, and you'd be able to pull back from those. You're going to have that, and it's happening now in this country, you know, as cannabis comes out of the closet and people see it more, kids are going to understand more about what it is. 
they're going to have a little bit more knowledge growing up and seeing it and seeing that their parents use it responsibly. Um, we're right in the, at the beginning of that learning curve now. Yeah. And, I, and I think over the next 10 years, it, it's going to become such a natural part of our society. People are going to understand it and respect it more and figure out what it is. Um, and, I, and I think that's going to come with trial and error, right? So what we're trying to do is make sure that we educate people to, to start low and go slow. You wouldn't grab a, a bottle of alcohol and finish the whole bottle, right? Because it right. tastes good. It, it, it's what you're getting, right? If you buy one of our 100 milligram edibles, you're buying a, a bottle of alcohol. You need to start with a, a shot or two and go very slow and see what the effects are so you're not having an uncomfortable time. And, of course, one of the uh, major differences in the people finding their limit and experimenting and figuring all that out is that this won't kill you. Correct. Alcohol overdose can actually kill you. <laughs> a, a, a Tylenol overdose yeah. can kill you. Yeah. Right? This is a non-toxic substance. And part of that education is, okay, if you are having a bad time, what do you do? Well, you know, there's a lot of, of CBD items that are coming out. You know, CBD will help to take away some of that paranoia and that, that anxious feeling you're going to get if you overconsume. So I have some CBD around. And no, you're going to be fine. You've got to ride this out. It's going to be more intense than what you're used to. It's probably going to last longer than what you're used to. Um, really try to eat some things that will speed up your metabolism. Yeah. You know, some sugar, some things that'll, that will get your, you know, get your heart moving a little bit and get this moving through your system quicker. But what people need to understand is just sit down and relax. You're going to be fine. It is non-toxic. You don't need to rush off to the hospital. Just pop a movie in and, and sit out and write it out, right? right? Out. Uh, we've been seeing some uh, research lately, too, that have shown that the smell and, and uh, ingestion of peppercorns yep. can actually help reduce that yep, a little, that's too. part so of it. Uh-huh. Keep some fresh peppercorn on, on hand there, folks. <laughs> We're speaking with Bob Esquino. He's the founder and president of Incredibles. Uh, they're out of Denver, Colorado. And um, uh, people, when they think of edibles, I think their first thing they think of is the brownie. Yep, the pot brownie. And you know why? That was the easiest way to get activated cannabinoids in your system, where you're cooking it. Yeah. You know, you're mixing it up, and you can eat raw cannabis. There's no psychoactive effect. Right. So it was really the baking of the product back in the 60s and 70s that created the psychoactive effect. So all of those items that you put into an oven and, and let sit there for, you know, 20 minutes to a half hour to activate the THC is why you had all the original baked goods. We don't do that. So we've got to do things and manipulate our products and the hash oil before we put them into our products because we don't reach those temperatures for that long. Oh, so. I see. Okay. So most people, though, when they think of edibles, they're thinking brownies, cookies, gummy bears. Give folks out there in the red states listening to us an idea of just how broad our selection is now in edibles. Really anything and everything. Yeah. Um, it's funny because we're still battling this, especially in new states, right? The, the easiest thing to get rid of are, are extractions and edibles because that's what frightens people the most. Right. Um, I'm currently working now on starting a national organization that's going to go out and help to educate the legislators to try to teach them, you know, not only are hydrocarbon extractions safe, they've been going on for decades in this country, and a lot of the food that you eat every day come from hydrocarbon extractions. So that's nothing different than what's currently out there on the market for other food items. So stop banning it. Um, and then edibles. Edibles, in my opinion now, especially since what we've done in Colorado over the last five years, has really perfect the delivery system. To me, that's the most effective way to take your medication. If you are a patient and you want to take three milligrams of THC, I can give you a bar that will do that. 
right? You can't do that with smoking. You can't do that with a concentrate. You really can't do that with any other form besides an extraction and an edible. If you want to know exactly what you're taking for medical reasons and know exactly the dose that makes you feel good and, you know, you're not over-consuming, you're not under-consuming, this is, this is the feeling you want to get, I can give you a bar that will allow you to do that. So in my opinion, <clears throat> edibles are really the most effective way to be taking your cannabis if you want it for medical reasons, even if you want it for recreational reasons, and you want to kind of limit your dose so you know exactly what you're taking. Hmm. I'm glad you bring up the educational aspect of this because because of the scary headlines we get when, when a kid or a Maureen Dowd has a bad experience with edibles, that leads to legislators wanting to crack down. And in Colorado, they've made it 10 milligrams per serving, 100 milligrams per bar. In my home state of Oregon, they're looking at 5 milligrams per serving, 50 per bar. How problematic is that when you're dealing with patients? Like, as you said, some need 1,000 milligrams. You really need to have two avenues, right? There needs to be an adult use avenue for people who are doing this for fun. And you need to have a medical avenue where you should not set limits. You should not even talk about that because a medical patient could need a thousand milligrams a day. They want to get that normally, right? Yeah. In in a form that's palatable, right? And they want to get that medication with really as as little as possible to you know because not of have them, to eat ten chocolate yeah, bars. Yeah, you don't want them to be doing that, right? <laughs> a lot of them are sick. A lot of them, yeah. you know, you you want to be able to get your medication in. You want it consistent and you want it palatable at yeah. that point because you're putting a lot of oil in a product. You know, when you get up into five. 100 milligrams we're coming out with a new 500 milligram bar you're tasting the oil really you just want to make it palatable for the patients mm-hmm. so uh, how much do you think on the on the adult personal use side of edibles owes to there not being a place to publicly vaporize or smoke cannabis that will and it is hurting the industry especially in colorado you know you've got all of these people coming into the state they can buy legal cannabis and now all of a sudden wait i have no place where i can smoke this i have no place where i can use this um, you know, it was going to be a referendum on the ballot this year. They took it off because I think the city and the state, is, they're finally listening yeah. that, okay, it's legal. We need to give people coming into the state a place where they can legally go and enjoy it. Yeah. Um, that will definitely continue to hurt the industry until people figure that out. Just like alcohol, it's, it's a social Right? Especially if it's recreational. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a social drug. You yeah. want to be out with your friends. You want to be enjoying their company. You know, to, to force people back into their cars you know, to consume the cannabis. Right. To, to force them back to the house. You know, to not allow them to partake out in public. Which I think is another reason why edibles have become so popular. Yeah. Because you can. Right? They're fairly discreet. Um, so it's, it's one way that, that people who aren't supposed to consume in public can really consume in public. Right on. Bob Eschino, founder and president of Incredibles, high-quality, handcrafted, infused edibles out of Denver, Colorado. Tell folks, uh, websites, Facebooks, other contact if they want to find out more. Uh, Incredibles Colorado or Incredibles Chocolate. Um, we actually just picked up a whole bunch of new domain names that, I, you know, we're, we're about to expand into all these other states. So we're, we're probably going to pick something that's uh, a little bit more broad. I think I Love Incredibles is one of them, and I mm-hmm. think that's the one we might start using. So. Excellent. Have you gotten any guff from Pixar? <laughs> no, we have not, knock on wood. Um, <laughs> and hopefully that will not happen. Hopefully our, our paths do not cross in the same space. Yeah, so. let's hope so. <laughs> All right, Bob, thank you so much for joining us here at the desk at the uh, Southwest Cannabis Conference. And good luck on everything. Appreciate your time. All right, these uh, interviews will be available on my SoundCloud page, RadicalRest.com slash 
I'm sorry, soundcloud.com slash Radical Rust. Too many websites. <laughs> exactly. So feel free to embed, share, pass them along on social media. Our hashtag here is SWCC Expo. Now back to the music. Thank you. Going downtown to see a man and I ain't got time to shake your hand. Welcome back, everybody, to the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo here at the Convention Center in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm Radical Russ with CannabisRadio.com, and joining us here at the desk, we have Corey Anderson, who's a potfessor at Herbal Risings and staff MMJ. How you doing, Corey? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. So, potfessor, what is that? That's a great question. So... (laughs) In education, we have the professors. Yes, yes. So in medical marijuana, we're going to call ourselves the potfessor. So okay. I bring all, about 25 years of growing knowledge, um, also been a caregiver and been very active in the medical marijuana program here in Arizona. So I take a lot of my experiences that I've also had in other dispensaries and share some of the uh, trials and tribunes that me and my colleagues have actually experienced mm-hmm. and really helping uh, new candidates that are trying to break into the industry understand um, some of the pitfalls that they may experience and really prepare them for just not an order-taking position, but really working in something that would be more referred to as a pharmacy or a medical environment. So I take it then that uh, Herbal Risings has something to do with education. Correct. <laughs> so tell the folks about Herbal Risings. Is it uh, just you? Is it uh, people can take classes and all this? Great question. So we actually have a couple different programs that are set up for individuals that are looking to break into the medical marijuana industry. Um, we have an online course that will provide multiple levels of knowledge from different levels of the industry. So what I, I'm sorry, what I refer to that is I'm talking about the bud tending 101, the bud tending 102, concentrate specialists, and then understanding kitchen infusions to be able to work into an actual bakery. But we also have a hands-on course that's live. It's done once or twice a month here local in Phoenix. And uh, what it does is it provides individuals, again, with that real understanding of what the dispensaries are going to be looking for and that hands-on interactivity of how to present themselves and really how to make themselves more of a factor when they're trying to interview within dispensaries in Arizona. So this is like uh, occupational education for folks. It really is. Um, A lot of times, you know, you think about how do you, you know, 
people ask me, how, how do I get into the industry? And, you know, I think if I hadn't been in the industry for the last 20 or 25 years, I'd probably be saying the same thing. Sure. You know, how, how do you get in this industry? So what this does is it really provides individuals the keys to understand how to open the door, right? We can't guarantee that everyone's going to get a position in the, in the industry, but we have had an 80% success rate for individuals that follow our, our process and our program are getting hired here locally um, as well as nationwide. Wow. So Herbal Risings isn't just about the Arizona uh uh, industry, you're looking at all the legal states. Correct. We actually have programs uh, in multiple states right now. We are working with building curricula for individual dispensaries that are really looking to cater to their own IP. They have uh, certain techniques or certain things that they're going to start to introduce from technologies. For instance, right, a lot of dispensaries are starting to look now to a CO2 extraction method yes. versus the BHO. So, you know, that's the type of curricula that may need to be catered towards that individual dispensary that's going to start looking to that. Or maybe they're going to be more of a grow dispensary um, providing their own product. So that's what we really want to make sure is that we culture and cater, I'm sorry, we carve and we, we make it as, as, as uh, catered to the individual as they need. Okay. So for people out there that are looking to get involved, uh, what are some of the big misconceptions they have about working in the legal cannabis industry? So I think the biggest misconception is probably it's a simple thing to get into. Um, I can put my resume in and I'll just get hired because everyone's getting hired. I don't really have to have a lot of education or experience. I don't really have to present myself as a professional. I think those are the biggest misconceptions that are coming out. And I think we're starting to identify that that's not what dispensaries are looking for. They're looking for individuals that are professional, that can communicate effectively, but also will have that ability to retain those customers and have that continual return customer base. Excellent, excellent. So uh, Herbal Risings, Corey Anderson's here sitting with us. He's a potfessor there. How many potfessors are there? So right now we have about four. Um, we're always, that's another thing. As folks that go through our course, if they have enough education and knowledge, we'd be more than happy to put them on the circuit and become a potfessor as well. So it's not just a matter of going into a dispensary. It could be into a grow. It could also be working for us. It could be in marketing. There's a lot of different opportunities when you start to look at the medical marijuana field. And I think that's another misconception is, oh, I'm just going to be working behind the field. I'm sorry, behind the counter as a bud tender. Once you have or you break into the industry, it's amazing how many different opportunities just are right at your fingertips. Hmm. All right. So uh, Herbal Rising Staff MMJ, if people want to find out more, where do they go online to find this information? Great. You can go to herbalrisings.com. You can also go to Staff MMJ. Staff MMJ is going to show the different uh, jobs that we're currently placing for individual dispensaries throughout the United States. Uh, Herbal Risings is where you'll actually register for the online courses or the hands-on courses. We actually have a course coming up both November 12th and November 14th. Uh, it will be an online, I'm sorry, a hands-on course. The course is 199 and it's six hours. After that, you have your certificate in bud tending. And then we work with you also to make sure you have a coach in the industry so that you're not just by yourself. You actually do have some type of leverage after you take your certification. I know this is very new and uh, there's a lot of uh, different organizations that are doing these kind of things. Is there any push toward accreditation or some sort of official recognition in, within these educational opportunities? Absolutely. I think that's one of our biggest challenges is trying to get the states to actually support this. Um, Colorado is becoming a lot more um, proactive and looking at it as saying we want to make sure there's some kind of standards and practices from the actual delivery and dispensary of medical med marijuana. So I think that's really where it would come down to is you know, just making sure under, people understand that it's 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 a very 
grow, it's a it's a booming industry and it's not an easy industry to get into but once you break in it's amazing and what's happening for people all around the world it's just been awesome i'm just glad to be part of the actual movement and uh, appreciate having the time to talk with you today well thank you we appreciate you being a part of this as well Corey anderson's a pot fesser at herbal risings you can find them at herbal risings.com and uh, this interview will be available on my soundcloud page soundcloud.com slash radical rust feel free to embed that or share that any way you like Corey. I do appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. We go back to the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo. I want to remind you before we go that uh, CannabisRadio.com is sponsoring the Business Mixer. It's a premier networking event tonight, Tuesday night, 6 to 9 p.m. at the Gypsy Bar on 50 West Jefferson Street. It's also brought to you by Focus, River.com, GreenCranberry.com, SprayAndRelief.com, and the campaign to regulate marijuana like alcohol. It's absolutely free. It starts just after this conference ends. It's tonight at 6 o'clock at the Gypsy Bar. It's only two blocks away. If you want to sign up, you got to get your ticket at TheBudBash.com. I'm Radical Russ with CannabisRadio.com. We're back with some more music and interviews coming up soon. Mount Soldad in San Diego, California, 100 feet above okay. sea level. Good morning. It's good news with cannabis nurse yeah, Heather. I just, I, I just this plant is amazing. Positive change sure is happening. We did it. No matter who you are, you can make a positive impact on the world. I would rather be illegally alive than legally dead. And that quote helped to give you strength. Nurse Heather is only on CannabisRadio.com. Good morning, Cannabis Nurse Heather.
Going green to generate more green. Hello to all you happy herbalizers, smiling, trippy hippies, and everyone who believes in freedom and tolerance. This is The Grow Show, and I'm Kyle Cushman. From food to fuel, from remedy to resource. Welcome my guest, Ed Rosenthal, the guru of ganja. Let me ask you, right now I hear your lighter clicking. Are you smoking indoor, or are you smoking sun-grown? What am I smoking? I'm smoking concentrate. <laughs> Way to get out of the answer there. So you're truly like the, the, the king, right? You just have you just clap your hands and somebody brings you a bowl and you're all set, right? Mm, I wish that were the case. <laughs> the Grow Show with Kyle Cushman, only on CannabisRadio.com. Mach de Tour zu. Mach de Tour zu.
from high atop Mount Soldad in San Diego, California, 100 feet above sea level. Good morning. It's good news with cannabis nurse Heather. This plant is amazing. Positive change is happening. We did it. No matter who you are, you can make a positive impact on the world. I would rather be illegally alive than legally dead. And that quote helped to give you strength. Nurse Heather is only on CannabisRadio.com. Good morning, Cannabis Nurse Heather. You want to go to a party tonight? It's supposed to be the jam. It's supposed to be really nice. Uh-huh. We'll take the bus or a taxi cab. We can get faded then go to the club. I said, oh, 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 yeah. All right, all right, all right. Started off with a glass of red wine, cheap champagne, it Ready for another video record? Ready for video? Darren, anyone? Video? <laughs> Check. Am I here? <laughs> All right, hold on, let me fix that. Welcome, everyone. Radical Russ here at the Southwest Cannabis Conference and Expo in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm joined here at the CannabisRadio.com desk by Chris from Weed Maps. He's the general counsel and strategy officer for Weed Maps. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Lots of folks out there listening know what Weed Maps is. You go to Weed Maps, you get a map to find weed. But tell folks about your position in the company and maybe more than what they already know. Sure, sure. So uh, I think the one thing that a lot of people don't know is Weed Maps is more than just sort of the traditional uh, Yelp. We're a, a sort of a broad technology platform uh, in addition to sort of having the Yelp, which is what everyone's familiar with, the menu pages, the dispensary listing, the deals, the doctors. Um, we uh, also have a point of sale software system, uh, and we're looking to roll out a broader suite of uh, productivity tools for people all up and down the supply chain, uh, whether it be growers, uh, dispensary owners, everyone else, uh, to sort of both enable legal compliance, but also just help sort of make business easier in the cannabis space. Um, additionally, we uh, are, we own marijuana.com, and we recently acquired cannabis.com, and are sort of working to uh, roll that out as more of a uh, news and information site on the medical side, in addition to, I think, a lot of the culture and information that's on marijuana.com currently. All right. And uh, when you mentioned Weed Maps trying to make some production tools for people, mm-hmm. what, uh, what do you mean by production tools? Apps or what? You know, it's a mix of things. I think that when you have sort of the, uh, the, the, the ability to sort of help dispensaries organize their menus and that sort of thing, I think a natural extension of that is to try and think of other things you can do to help dispensaries, whether it be uh, points of sale, uh, assistance with patient records, and especially when you're also helping with sort of patients attaining their metal, medical recs. Uh, you sort of start, you know, we view weed maps as kind of becoming a natural nexus for, uh, you know, potentially even providing certain solutions that enable seed to sale tracking and that sort of thing. How did you get involved with weed maps, Chris? <laughs> so it's a, it's a funny story. I was uh, a New York based uh, lawyer uh, who was also working in finance. And, uh, you know, I, I, I came to uh, know weed maps through sort of the way deals come to be done in New York. And, uh, 
towards the uh, the end of t- discussing with Weed Maps and sort of working with a fund that was trying to invest in Weed Maps, the Weed Maps guys said, "Hey, you know, uh, love the deal, Chris, but we'd much rather just hire you." Uh, and so, <laughs> uh, and at that point, I was very excited about the company. Uh, you know, it's not often that when you're going to do a job interview, uh, you, you've already gotten to sort of you know meet all the officers and dil- and actually interview them. And so uh, I immediately said yes. And uh, you know, I've, I've I've only been with the company about two and a half months, and it's been you know really exciting and amazing. Of course, Weed Maps uh, is covering all of the medical marijuana states that have access, the, mm-hmm. the dispensary access. Uh, as we move into uh, recreational legalization, you're covering them as well. Uh, are there any? Um, have you ever run into any roadblocks or, or hassles with state regulators or medical marijuana uh, uh, government agencies in any way when you're doing these? <laughs> yeah, so it's. Uh, I think in, in states, a sort of legalization, whether it be recreational or medical, sort of comes to different states. I think uh, a lot of state regulators maybe don't fully understand the ecosystem, which is now coming into the state. And so there have been times where we've been contacted by state regulators who essentially say, well, uh, we don't like what these folks are doing, um, and you're an advertising company, so why don't you just you know, take them down or not do that or that sort of thing? I think there's sort of a, uh, sometimes a... Uh, somewhat of an unusual tendency to sort of come after somebody who essentially is providing ancillary technology and marketing services simply because we're so visible. Uh, and it's, uh, I think it's been an interesting challenge kind of getting those sort of folks. And I think we've been very uh, ardent in kind of explaining to those guys that it's really not wise to try and sort of, you know, come after us in the equation and drive these businesses into the sort of into the underground. I mean, mm-hmm. that's sort of <laughs> that's the dark ages that we're attempting to come out of right. and sort of uh, they're, they're trying to bring it back with what they're doing. All right. Can you tell us anything about Weed Maps uh, contributions either to charity or to the nonprofit organizations that are trying to legalize marijuana in other states? Yeah, so we, um, I, I think that really that question splits into two parts. Uh, one on the political front uh, in California, um, and now we're exploring in other states as well, and have made uh, contributions in other states to uh, help support the legalization efforts, uh, whether it be recreational or medical. Uh, we've been very active in California, and we're now trying to work with a lot of the existing groups that are there. And, um, I, you know, and it sounds cliche, not, you know, but support them all and sort of help these groups, uh, you know, uh, get their voice heard in the initiative. California, is, as you know, is sort of looking towards a recreational initiative this coming year. And um, I, I think we'd, we'd love there to be a consensus. You know, I think that's, that's really what's important to us and that everybody has their voice heard. In other states where uh, um, Michigan and sort of other states which are, are looking at, at uh, sort of either improving existing regulation or getting new regulation on, we're seeking to speak with groups there and find a way to help them. Uh, on the charity front, we're launching Weed Maps Cares, which we're extremely excited about. That is a, um, a program where we're looking to help subsidize getting patient recs in medical states where states have enacted regulation that make it either expensive or onerous to obtain those medical recre- uh, recommendations. Uh, and then we're also sort of looking to supplement medicine for low-income and needy families who, uh, you know, need CBD or medicine for children, and they just can't afford it with the way the market's structured right now. 
That's outstanding. So it's Weed Maps Cares. It is Weed Maps Cares. Will they? Can people find information on that on Weed Maps yet? Or we it- are the, the launch. Uh, so we're actually launching a new site, uh, and I'll touch on that in a, in a second. But as part of that, we'll be launching the Weed Maps Cares site as well as a new uh, learn.weedmaps.com portal, uh, probably uh, by the end of this year. Okay. So tell us about the new site then. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we are launching. Uh, uh, in the beginning of November, we are launching a new face to weed maps. Uh, I think it's been uh, something we're extremely excited about, uh, a long time coming. It's going to be uh, an easier way to find delivery services uh, separately from dispensary services, to find dispensary services more granularly, uh, to get more, uh, more menu information, to better integrate uh, lab testing results from labs so people can know what they're actually buying. Um, and then the other thing is we're launching a B2B and B2C site, uh, shop.weedmaps.com, uh, which will, and vendor.weedmaps.com, which will essentially be the Amazon for marijuana. Uh, so we're onboarding uh, products. We'll be going live with that. And it, it covers sort of the full range of products. And for, um, you know, actual marijuana products, which we can't be a portal to buy and sell in the current sort of regulatory environment, uh, we're, yes. <laughs> Shocks, um, but but we're we're getting to that point, and I think in advance of that, we're a portal for people to get information sheets and learn about what's out there and learn what products are on the market and get intelligent. Because I think the funny thing is, you go to the East Coast, and I think we're spoiled on the West Coast, and people don't know what concentrate is. They yeah. don't know what the brands are, and so in the absent, in addition to sort of being able to, being a portal that sort of agnostically sells all of these products, and that's uh, free for people to list on. Uh, essentially what Amazon did in the early days with third-party vendors, uh, we hope to be a portal where, you know, folks who are just getting into the dispensary game on the East Coast and don't know what concentrate is or what, what is this wax and shatter or uh, what's a pre-roll? I mean, very simple questions people wow. don't know. You can, yeah, you can really find information about this um, and request from the vendors who have it, you know, tell me a little more about your product. I want to know. Wow, great information. Looking forward to all of the new developments on weedmaps.com. Chris is here talking to us at the CannabisRadio.com desk. And, of course, you know, WeedMaps.com is where you're going to find all the information on this stuff. But do you have any other contact info or information you'd like to give out to the audience? Uh, Sure. I think uh, if you go to shop.weedmaps.com, you can see our new shop site. Um, And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and additionally, uh, Marijuana.com, we're uh, continuing to roll out the content that's there and information. But, yeah, I think uh, we really want uh, Weed Maps to be a one-stop shop. So if you go to Weed Maps, you'll be able to navigate to uh, Learn, Weed Maps Cares, uh, the vendor site, which is the B2B portal, and, uh, yeah, pretty much find everything you're looking for. That's great news. Thank you so much, Chris, from Weed Maps, for joining us here at the desk and for everything the company is doing to move forward in the cannabis industry. Great. Thank you so much for having me. All right. You're listening to our coverage of the Southwest Cannabis Conference here in Phoenix, Arizona, hashtag SWCC Expo. All of these interviews will be available up on my SoundCloud page at soundcloud.com slash Radical Russ. We now take you back to the music. Enjoy. Cool. Thank you so much.
educator, author, and advocate, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, is here to tackle the burning issues. And I'm here to clear up the myths about cannabis and burn them away with science. CannabisRadio.com presents a no-holds-barred platform that seeks to redefine and revolutionize the entire scope of the cannabis culture while opening the door for more to join the cannabis crusade. Dr. Kevin Hill. You can't ignore the fact that, like alcohol, most people who use don't have a problem. So I think that you need to think about policy in that way while educating people properly about marijuana. I think that's the way to go. Burning Issues, only on CannabisRadio.com. I think God smokes weed, and he was high when he made me. I can feel it in my DNA. I think God smokes weed, and he was high when he made me. Every time we rock the gun, so does he. 